We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And it's time for quarter number four of the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Eric Lammers, lead recruiting analyst for Penn State Rivals Network. To find everything from Eric and his team at Penn State Rivals, just go to PennState.Rivals.com. And if you're interested in more from Keystone Sports, look for Keystone Sports from wherever you get your podcasts. Eric, how you doing this week? Ready for some Penn State football talk? Oh yeah, I'm doing well. Great way, uh, great way to you know, start off everything, talking with you. And obviously Penn State gave us some good news finally on the recruiting front with a new commitment. And so anytime we get those to discuss, it's all, I always look forward to coming on here and talking with you, Jim. It, it's always fun when we've got a commitment. You're alluding to Andrew Rapalia. He's the tight end commitment. Uh, he had been committed to Michigan, now is committing to Penn State. But you've been on this for quite a while, this story, Eric. We've been talking about it for weeks and maybe even months, that he always did have quite a bit of interest in Penn State. But initially when he's made his commitment, uh, it looked like Penn State's tight end room was full, didn't it? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, if you go back almost to probably one of the first conversations we've ever had, I'm sure when we were starting to talk about this class and how it would all come together and as they were getting their commitments. And, he, you know, Andrew was a name that we have been talking, as you said, for a long time as somebody that could end up in this class, right? And then Neo Avery's commitment kind of came, I won't say out of nowhere, but it came obviously a little bit of a surprise there on New Year's Eve. And that kind of, I won't say it threw a wrench into Andrew's plans, but obviously it made him give him pause, right? Because there was no question that he was high on Penn State. You were, whether you were hearing it from Andrew himself or if you were hearing it from others throughout the industry, he was somebody that you knew you should be targeting as a, as a potential future commit uh, for the Penn State Nittany Lions. But when that Avery commitment came down and when you looked at what they had in this class in terms of these jumbo athletes that we've, again, talked about numerous times, you know, Neo Avery, Mega Barnwell, you know, Joey Schlaffer, you know, all these guys that are kind of have some experience playing tight end, um, and could be tight ends in, at the next level. And I think Andrew saw that and he thought, well, it's kind of a crowded depth chart. Michigan probably used that to their advantage, got into his ear a little bit, and ultimately persuaded him to commit to you know, Michigan. Where, But I think there was always a part of him that really wanted to be Penn State, and he alluded to that even as much with his decommitment you know, post, just saying how his heart really was always in State College, and this just felt right. And also there were some issues at Michigan in that uh, they changed tight end coaches recently, correct? Right, yeah. So Jay Harbaugh switched over sides of the ball, right, uh, from the tight ends coach to, you know, defensive back coach, I believe is what he's doing now. And Grant Newsom came on board, a former offensive lineman for Michigan Wolverines, now coaching the tight ends. You know, I think some of that, I think maybe some of the Jim Harbaugh, uh, is he going to the NFL? How long is he going to be at Michigan? Some things like that probably, you know, didn't help the situation probably. Now, if more than anything, I think it probably gave uh, a window of opportunity for Andrew to kind of revisit, you know, all of this. And I think, you know, Penn State has always been trying to kind of communicate with Andrew how everything was going to play out. I think we've talked about it. We've been very clear that, you know, even when Neo Avery was committed, 
we didn't necessarily know if Neo was going to be a tight end. We had pigeoned, pigeonholed him as a defensive end, right? And, and Mega Barnwell is same thing. He's, you know, kind of a quote-unquote tight end, especially on his high school film. But we've talked about it numerous times, how we see him, you know, whether it's an offensive tackle or if it's a defensive lineman at the next level. And so I think Penn State, the staff has kind of always had those um, things in their back of their mind and had tried to communicate that with all of these prospects as well. And I think that just kind of gave – you know, Andrew just need to hear it, need to work through that. And I think what was going on at Michigan kind of gave him another window of opportunity to just kind of revisit it, go take that visit. You know, that's when we kind of, you know, talked about, you know, brought his name back up is when he was taking that visit back in March, back on campus, State College. You get there, you see how is everything, you know, how's everything going? How are the feelings with the staff? How do they still envision you for the future? Does everything still feel the same? Okay, take that visit. Great. Now he goes and visit Michigan just to make sure, you know, just to make sure. So he did. He does that, visits Michigan. Yep, you know what? My heart is still in State College. That's where I'm destined to be. It's a hard decision anytime some young man comes to this realization and needs to actually do this decommitment process. And he alluded to as much as well. This wasn't easy, right? That's not easy by any means because you're letting fans down. You're letting coaching staffs down. But at the same time, he's going to do what's best for him, and he's going to make other coaches and other fans very happy there in State College by now being a Nittany Lion moving forward. How about a quick scouting report on Andrew? We know when they had Mega Barnwell and Neil Avery, they were big guys, and we talked that may not be their best position. How about with Andrew Rapalia? Tell us about him. Yeah, I think it's uh, clear now that they have their two tight ends for this class with Andrew and Joey, and both of them kind of you know complement each other very nicely. You know, we've always we've talked about it numerous times. You know, Joey's that you know split him out wide, very tall, above the rim type tight end, go up, get it wherever it's at. Andrew on the other side of that, you know, Andrew is very very good pass catching tight end, very athletic, and you know he's athletic enough out there to make all the catches. He does. He has a few nice over the shoulder catches, some diving catches. You know, go get the ball outside of his frame he can do all that but what he also does really well is he run blocks and he has you know he's a little bit shorter he's about 6'4 right now he's only listed at 215 and Joey is listed at 210 215 as well but obviously Joey has a couple inches on him Um, but you know Andrew is a more thick down low and he can really see him when he's run blocking you can see that thickness inside you know and how he's going to excel as an inline blocking tight end also effective though in play action, get out, get him out in space to catch the ball and off of play action and things like that. So, you know, he mentioned, you know, Pat Fryermuth is somebody that he really, you know, wants to kind of emulate when he gets to Penn State. And I think, you know, obviously that's that, that's high standards and, and something every tight end would love to excel to be. But I think if you can use him that way where he can, you know, excel in the run game, help open up those running lanes, you know, for guys like Nick Singleton, Katron Allen, and whoever else may be coming down the line. But also you can get him out, um, in, again, in play action, run some routes, and he's definitely effective enough in the passing game to be a threat there. And he is a very, very good compliment, I feel like, to Joey Schlaffer in this class just because of what both of them do well. And I think as they both come on Penn State and get additional coaching and additional you know, tools in their tool bag at the position, I think both of them are destined to do some pretty big things there uh, alongside each other. Shifting gears a bit here, Eric, uh, Penn State last weekend – hosted a potential transfer from West Virginia by the name of Akeem Mesidor. I've seen him listed anywhere from 250 to 270 pounds, a defensive lineman. What can you tell us about him? Yeah, so that was actually, so it was a little bit of a a bang-bang type thing, right? So his name, he entered the portal on Thursday um, officially, and that was a little bit of a surprise to the West Virginia staff, right? I mean, they did not foresee this coming, which 
I mean, I guess is a good thing if you're Penn State or any other program recruiting because you want to get those type of guys that are, you know are good players, right? He was an all-conference type player there for West Virginia, you know, nine and a half sacks, you know, 14 uh, plus tackles for loss. And so things like that, very disruptive in the backfield, right? And so he decided that he wanted to move on. Now, reading the tea leaves, ultimately, I think what it came down to is why he wanted to leave West Virginia is I think West Virginia staff was maybe encouraging him to look or maybe not look, but to maybe add some weight and maybe bump down inside and become more of a traditional three tech, uh, play more more inside uh, for the West Virginia defense. And he, in his mind, would really like to stay out on the edge as a five tech. He wants to pass rush. He wants to get after the quarterback. He wants to make things happen in the backfield. Completely understandable, right? I mean, that's where people love sacking the quarterback, getting that money, doing the celebration and things like that, okay? Now, what does that mean, though, for the long term? Is he ultimately going to end up that? You know, I don't know necessarily know if, if you know, how every uh, different college that's now going to come after him is going to view that. You know, he did visit Penn State, obviously, unofficially. It was awesome to get him on campus like that immediately following his entry into the portal because you're going to have that chance to build that quick relationship with him. You've had success with Canadian players on your roster if you're Penn State and James Franklin, so you can kind of show him that. You can get guys, especially guys that can get after the quarterback. You've shown that you can get those type of athletes to the next level in the NFL. So you have some things in your arsenal that you can use if you're Penn State, right? Now, I think he's going to look at going and visiting Miami. You know, Tennessee came in, Auburn came in, USC jumped in the mix. So he's going to have some options, obviously. Uh, he's, a, you know, he's a high-quality transfer in the, that enters into the portal at this time when you're talking about April and to have this type of guy go into the portal, you know, it's big time. So he's going to have some options, no doubt. Uh, I think Penn State... It's probably going to, you know, they've obviously shown that they are looking to add the best player available they can up front, whether that's on the defensive line or offensive line via the portal. Um, and he's another guy that falls into the mix for that. So they're definitely going to be involved. Um, they got him on campus. That's awesome. And we'll see what happens from here in terms of visits. I wouldn't expect anything to shake super quick out with this one because obviously I think he'll want to take some visits. But again, Penn State should be considered a player here moving forward. And if Penn State pictures them at defensive end, they can go back and say, oh, we had some pretty good luck with this transfer last year by the name of Arnold Ibikidi. So exactly. we, we've exactly. had success doing that. Uh, another Penn State recruit that's in the news is Josiah Trotter. Uh, he's a six foot two, 225 inside linebacker uh, from Philadelphia. He said he's going to be making his commitment pretty soon. What, what are you hearing about him, and what are Penn State's uh, chances in that market? Yeah, so, I mean, he's, you know, somebody obviously from Pennsylvania that we've been very familiar with, that linebacker board uh, that Manny Diaz and the staff have developed. Uh, Manny Diaz, in particular, is very higher very high on Trotter and his ability, right? For a long time, people believed, you know, probably Trotter would end up down at Clemson because that's where his older brother is at. Um, so they thought maybe just connect those dots that that was logically where he would end up. Now, you know, kind of what we're hearing is that it may be more of a West Virginia lean at this point in time, right, heading into this decision. They were one of his more recent visits down there to Morgantown. He has an official visit set to them in the summer, has not canceled that visit by any means, has actually went as far to say that you can keep that one on the docket. So kind of if you're reading the tea leaves, all signs are kind of pointing to West Virginia. Now, do I expect uh, Penn State to kind of give up in their pursuit of him? No, right? Because Manny Diaz does really like his film, does really like the player that he is, and thinks that he can help his defense. He has other good options on the board, especially some in-state options when you're talking about you know what's still out there for Penn State, but I don't expect them to just kind of give up on this one. But 
Right now, I think we're hearing a little bit of West Virginia flavor on uh, you know where he's heading. But again, Penn State, you know, going to keep keep plugging away for sure. In the last minute that we have, quickly, there were a couple other notable visitors this weekend. What could you tell us about those guys? Yes, yeah, so, yeah. So they got a you know 2023 center out of Georgia up on campus, Connor Lou. He's one of the best centers in the nation, uh, and so they've obviously they've done a great job developing this offensive line group in the 23 class. And I think he's just, you know, they're being selective. They're going to see who's the best fit for one of these last few spots and could be potentially him. He's got a nice lot, you know, he's got a lot lot of nice options out there between Miami, South Carolina, Auburn, you know, schools like that. And then another guy that's going to be on campus, Jameel Lyons out of uh, Philadelphia as well. You know, he's got Penn State in his final five. Um, so they're very much in the mix for him. He's a long defensive end that's quick off the ball. Um, you know, he you know struggles a little bit with bending, but I think a lot of the other things you really like about what he can do, and I think Penn State potentially could be somebody where they like to crank up the heat on him and see what they can do. He's another one that's probably could potentially come down to West Virginia, Penn State, uh, and he's got some other, the other schools that are in his top five, but those two schools seem to be kind of leading the way. So definitely two names to know and definitely two names that we'll follow up with over at Nittany Nation. All right. Thanks for all the great information, Eric. And that is it, though, for this edition of the show. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Attention Penn State alumni, trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran need your support. Your alumni trustees have fought to debunk the free report and to honor Joe and Sue Paterno. And they led the charge on an unprecedented tuition freeze, saving students and their families thousands. Independent leadership for a better Penn State. Vote to re-elect alumni trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran. Voting begins Sunday, April 10th. Request your ballot at trustees.psu.edu. This is Jim Galante from the Keystone Sports Network, letting you know there's nothing like going on the road with your favorite team. I'm pleased to announce that KSN, along with Collegiate Athletic Travel, the leaders in athletic travel for 50 years, is offering a trip to Auburn this fall for the Nittany Lions versus the Tigers. Charter flight, accommodations at the team hotel, and transport to and from the game are included. Go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414 for all the information.